back to Twigs on the Rocks. I'm Leo Blonder. This is Abe Lovage, and in this very special episode, we will be recording outside and together for the first time in Twigs on the Rocks history. Very exciting stuff, but as usual, we will be recapping the NHL from March 14th to the 21st by going over the news stats, biggest winner and loser of the week, and team of the week. But we will also be going and saying our midseason award predictions, some very exciting stuff here. Abe, would you like to get us started with the news? Yeah, let's get started off with some injuries. There's a lot this week. A Habs defenseman, Ben Chirot, is out for the next six to eight weeks after a surgery to repair his fractured hand. And the Devils' Nico Hershier, a great piece for that team, is out about two more weeks after a sinus fracture surgery. Yeah, some big losses for the Devils and the Canadians. Uh, I think, obviously, Nico Hershier will be a bigger loss than Ben Chirot. But, of course, you know, Devils losing their captain. They are winning some games, so I don't know. Maybe they're rallying around it. And Ben Chirot, a nice defensive piece for the Canadians, is out. That sucks for them. Moving on, Pittsburgh's forward, Teddy Bluger, is out uh, long-term with an upper body injury. And Anders Lee is out with a lower body injury. Anders Lee is actually out for the season with a torn ACL. And obviously a huge loss for the Islanders. Again, another captain going down. But... I don't know. The Islanders are a very good team. We'll see how they respond. And, yeah, I mean, I do think his presence will be missed. But, yeah, I mean, the Islanders are still a very good team, coached by a very good coach. So we'll see. Yeah, the Islanders do have a lot of depth. But I really see them becoming a worse team out of this. As Anders Lee was their best player, he was their best playmaker. Well, no, he was actually not their best playmaker. I would say Matt Barzal is probably better than him. But he's still like he's still a top member on that team. And then also, Tay Bluger was also a good piece on Pittsburgh, and they're going to suffer from that. And also, Jenny Malkin, speaking of Pittsburgh, is out for week to week for the next couple of weeks or so. And also, the Rangers defenseman Jack Johnson is out three to months, is out three four months due to a successful hernia surgery. So hope Jack Johnson gets better. But Eve Jenny Malkin is going to be out, and that's going to really hurt Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, first, I'll just like to say I'm glad that Jack Johnson's surgery was successful, so good for him. But Genny Malkin, uh, another big loss for Pittsburgh here. A uh, ton of teams in the East Division, uh, I mean, getting riddled with injuries. But, I mean, he's obviously center number two behind Crosby. Any other team, he'd be line one center. But Malkin, extremely good, a huge loss for Pittsburgh. To move on, St. Louis's forward Oscar Sundquist is out the remainder of the season due to an ACL tear in his left knee. And Ottawa's goalie Joey Dackard is out for a while, likely the whole season, maybe longer. Uh, Sundquist, that sucks for him. Uh, obviously, a torn ACL. It's really hard to come back from those. And, yeah, obviously, a big loss for like sucks for him. A big loss for the Blues. He was a big part of their Stanley Cup run a couple years ago. And... Yeah, Joey Dackard, like third string goalie. So, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, but like going back to Oscar Sugvis, I think that's gonna hurt St. Louis because they're playing in a tough division, fighting for like a t- a better playoff spot. But hopefully he gets better, and hopefully to all of these guys that they all get better soon. But also Philly's defenseman Robert Hogg will also be missing two to four weeks due to a sol- a shoulder injury. So that's also a big piece of Philly's defensive core that definitely needs him back soon but hopefully all these guys get better soon yeah sabers head coach uh ralph krueger has been relieved of his duties aka fired after a 12 game winless streak 
Uh, I mean, he was horrible. No offense. Like, Ralph Kruger is such a bad coach. And it's like the Sabres have had, what, like 10 coaches since, like, they fired Lindy Ruff like 15 years ago or something. I don't know. Just not, the Sabres organization. Dumpster fire. A quote from Rasmus Ristolainen said, um, here, quote, I've seen so many head coach and GM changes. I feel like it's more about the players, but you can't fire players. That's, I mean, not only is a player saying that the players are bad, but it's also just like, that's so sad. Just saying that <laughs> Rasmus Ristolainen, a big part of that team, just saying that the team sucks. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that kind of sucks for them, but maybe that's what they needed to hear. So yeah, they got it. I mean, they got to trade Eichel at this point. I don't think he's going to stay around. They also got to trade Hall, full rebuild, get everyone out, in my opinion, and start from scratch. Get the lean out. I don't care. Get get everyone out. Get a ton of picks. Draft well. Have a good team in the future. Yeah, that's definitely a good plan for them. I I definitely agree with you on that. But um, I just got a question for you, Leo. Yeah. Um, do you agree with Ristolainen? Like, I mean, partly. Part, I mean, partly, yeah. I mean, they have Eichel and Hall on the first line. They're very good, obviously. And then Delene and Ristolainen on the blue line. They also have, like, Olufsen. So that's good. But I think the players, like, partly. Like, the players, obviously, they could be better. Even if they had the best coaching staff in the league, do I think there's playoff contenders? Still no. But – yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's a mix, right? Like, they could have better players. Yeah, I think they're like an average roster, but I think really the bulk of it, the bulk of their failure, failure is in the front office and their head coach. Yeah, and I guess we've seen that, like, over the past years because the roster keeps changing every, like, every so years. Like, the roster keeps flipping around, and they can't seem to just put it together. But in some waiver wire news, the Vancouver Canucks have claimed Jimmy Vesey after the Toronto Maple Leafs put him on waivers. And then the Ottawa Senators claims Anton Forsberg from the Jets off waivers. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Vesey, I think he had like five goals this year. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, played some solid, solid games for the uh, the Leafs. So nice pickup for Vancouver. And Ottawa claiming Anton Forsberg. As we said before, Joey Dackard went out with an injury. So they kind of need some goaltending depth. Good for them. Solid move. Yeah, it's a good move. Uh, Capitals give defenseman Trevor Van Riemsdyk a two-year extension at nine point, sorry, nine hundred fifty thousand dollars per year, and the Kings give Matt Roy a three-year extension worth three point one five mil per year. I actually really like Matt Roy. I asked him to be on Twigs on the Rocks, and he was like, "I would, like, I mean, good, good stuff for you guys. I would, but I can't because you have to run it through the team first. And I was like, "All right, whatever, you do you, but like, good luck with your future." So. I think, I mean, he's a pretty solid defenseman. I like the contract for both of them. Trevor Van Riemsdyk, I mean, getting him for that price, I think that's solid. He's a solid depth defenseman. Matt Roy, one of the best defensemen on the Kings, besides Drew Doughty. So, yeah, I think it's a good contract for him. Yeah, I'm also a big Matt Roy fan, and three years, 3.1, 3.15 mil is a great deal for him. I think he just secured the bag for the next two years, really saving him the hassle during the next free agency. And also with Trevor Van Riemsdyk, he's a great defenseman, and I think he... Like, he probably could have gotten more money, I think. But, like, considering his skill level, and I am just think it's good for the Capitals that he got that money. But there was a trade recently between the Buffalo Sabres and the Colorado Avalanche where Buffalo gets a sixth-round pick in exchange for Jonas Johansson. And I think it's a good trade for both sides. The Avalanche get, the like, another goalie they need, and Buffalo starting the rebuilding process. Yeah, uh, just get a pick for Buffalo. Good for them. Uh, I think it's a pretty solid trade for both teams. You know, get some goaltending depth for 
Colorado. So I like it. You know, a six-round pick probably won't turn into anything, but, you know, a small trade, anything can happen. And in some more positive news, I guess you could say, uh, in the game where New York's uh, – sorry, the New York Rangers' entire coaching staff had to miss the game due to COVID, their assistant general manager, Chris Drury, led them to a 9-0 win over Philly. Uh, they were up 9-0 after two, which is ridiculous. So Benajad scoring six points in the second period, tying an NHL record for most points in a period. That is insane. And, like, and just to show that, like, the Rangers were a pretty good team. They had, they had a great offseason. Then they go ahead and score nine goals without their coaching staff. That really says a lot about their coaching staff and what they need to improve. Leo, did you hear that the um, fans were chanting to fire their coach, like, after they scored their ninth goal at the game? It's kind of sad. It's kind of funny. I mean, uh, we said this before a couple episodes ago. He has, like, the worst – since the, in the past couple of years, he has had the worst, like, like goals, like, power play percentage, like, penalty – I don't know. It was bad. But I don't think their coach is very good. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I doubt they'll hire Chris Drury as their coach. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't think it would be a terrible move after the 9 nothing performance he put up. But I think, like, the Rangers, they have, like, a Stanley Cup caliber roster, and they just got to figure out how to figure it out to put it together. I don't think they're there quite yet. I'd say give it four or five years, and you got Lafreniere developing, Heedle better. You got Capo Caco a lot better. So I just think four or five years for sure, Stanley Cup contenders. Yeah, Um. speaking of that game against the Rangers, for, let's go on to our hard and cold team of the week. Starting off with the hot team, Ike shows the New York Rangers – because, yes, they went 2-2 two and two over this past week, but they had that 9 nothing win without their coaches. That just gives them the hot for me. And then, and then, they, and then another win they had was a 3-1 over Washington. And, like, in their 9 nothing win, um, the Philadelphia, a very defensive team, started both their goalies, obviously, and, they, and Brian Elliott and Carter Hart split, split the goals allowed 5-4. and four, So it's not, like, entirely like Philly's fault for being terrible. But I think it was just the Rangers pounding them. So that's why they are my hot team of the week. Yeah, Rangers, uh, phenomenal performance by them. Terrible performance by Philly. It wasn't even like they beat like Buffalo 9-0, who sucks. They beat a good team in Philly. So, yeah, I think I, I could see why I put them as their team of the week. But for me, that'd be more of a game of the week. For my team of the week, we got the Avalanche. They went 4-0 this week. Decisive wins every single game. They won by at least three goals. They were plus 17 in those. They beat the Wild 6-0 and put up eight against Anaheim. So, obviously, some terrific play. A lot of contributions from their top line and their goaltending, which we will get into later. They did get two shutouts, so good for them. Yeah, that's very impressive. And also, like, when they shut down, like, a top team like the Wild. Sorry, I'm one shutout. Oh. Wait, maybe it's yeah, I'm at one, sorry. Okay, yeah, that's fine. But, like, the Wild has been a great team, and then they just go ahead and do that. That's very impressive. But let's move on to the cold team of the weeks. I'm going to go with the San Jose Sharks. First, they lose 2-1 to to Vegas. And then in the next game against Vegas, they, they fall a goal short again, 5-4. to And then in the third game, they lose by one goal again in overtime to St. Louis. And But then afterwards, St. Louis just decks them again a couple days later with a 5-2 to two win for St. Louis. So, like, San Jose has just been terrible all around the board with their goaltending, with their playmaking, and, like, everything down to their faceoff percentage. They have just been downright bad this season. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo again. Uh, they still did not win any games. They are on a 13-game 13, 13 losing streak, and they fired their head coach. Is it going to get better? No. 
not at all. <laughs> it's not. It's not like Jack Eichel's coming back anytime soon. It's not like they're just magically gonna pull together. Uh uh-uh. uh, they're horrible. Oh. It wouldn't surprise me if they lost twenty five in a row. It would surprise me if they lost twenty five in a row. It wouldn't surprise me if they lost like eighteen in a row. Yeah, that they're, sounds about right. They're playing some tough teams, and it's it's not like these games are like close. They're not having any moral victories. They're getting whooped. Yeah, it's just like bad, and especially when like after what Ristolainen said, you got one of your own players trashing the team. It just gets bad and bad after that. Yeah. But Leo, why don't you give up your lineup of the week for this week? Right. Let's move on. My lineup of the week, I kind of cheated a little bit. I had four forwards instead of three. So we got the entire Avalanche top line with McKinnon, Rantanen, and Landeskog. So we'll start with McKinnon. McKinnon, three goals, five assists, and four games played. He scored a point every single one of those games. Rantanen, four goals and four assists in all of those games played. And Landeskog also contributed a lot, scored a ton of points. And Mika Zibanejad. Eight points in the last three games. Six of those points came in the second period against Philly. So that was just phenomenal play by him. So, yeah, that's my forwards. On defense, we got Darnell Nurse and with two goals, three assists, and three games played. And Tyson Berry, six assists in the last three games played. So a pair of Oilers defensemen for, um, for my uh, defense of the week. And in goal, of course, we got Philip Grubauer. Uh, he went 3-0 this week. But if we're going back one more game, we got 4-0, two goals allowed in total, and two shutouts. So, good for them. Yeah. My list is pretty similar to yours. I still got Mika Zibanejad up there because that was downright impressive. And of the Avs top line, I took McKinnon and Vatana. I decided to leave Landisog out because Vatana, I think he just inched him out with a better plus-minus because I definitely value that side a little bit more than most people. And then also for my defense, I took Darnell Nurse again and used a lot. But I'm also going to go with Victor Hedman. And I'm going to get into Hedman a little bit later. because And he had one goal, five assists, and four games played. And then in goal, like, you're stupid if you don't go Grubauer. Like, it's pretty easy pick there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I agree with most of your picks. Just, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I respect it. You know, you have to leave someone out. You left off Landskog. I didn't have the heart to do it, but that's yeah, all right. He's definitely a great player, though. Yeah, and then having Hedman in there. All right, we're going to move on to our question of the week section. So, But this question of the week is actually five questions, and it's who do you think is going to win like the major awards? So we got Jack Adams, Calder, Norris, Vesna, and Hart. Start with Jack Adams for best coach. Abe, what is your prediction? I'm going to go with Joel Quenneville of the Florida Panthers. Like He took this team, Florida, a team that no one cared about. They were like bottom-ish of the division almost every year. And then they go from that to the front of the NHL. They are only, I think, two points behind Tampa in in the whole league, and they're a front runner for the Stanley Cup contender. Like you take a team that's that bad to a team that's good with a coaching change, and also yes, they did have a good free agency, but with coaching change like that to really turn this team around, definitely worth it. I think he's going to win the Jack Adams. How about you? All right, I'm going to go with Dean Evason. Uh, he's leading the Wild in a very tough division. And they're playing very well. No one expected the Wild to be up there. And, yeah, I mean, the Wild, what, they're, like, third right now. But yeah. no one expected – a lot of people didn't think they would make the playoffs, especially not in the top three with St. Louis, Vegas, and Colorado. But I think he's doing a phenomenal job, really uh, bringing Krill Kaprizov along very, very well. And that's why I also think Krill Kaprizov is going to win the Calder Memorial Trophy. He's been by far the most dominant rookie. 
Uh, there's really no debate here. If you p don't pick Krill, Krill the Thrill, then you're wrong. Um, I don't know how to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Leo, you're right about Krill. I also had him there for my Calder because, like, the guy's a beast. Like, rookie season, scoring hat-tricks. Like, he's amazing. But let's move on to the Norris. As, like I said earlier, I was going to get back on to Victor Hedman. I think he's, like, an easy leader here as he's been on our lineup of the weeks almost every week this whole season. And also, he's been a huge contributor to why the Tampa Bay Lightning only have 70 goals allowed over the course of the whole season. He's been great offensively. He's been great defensively, more importantly. And I think I just have him front running the league for the Norris. All right, yeah, I think right now he's the front runner. But I'm going to go with Charlie McAvoy, just based off he's definitely been more valuable to the Bruins than Hedman has been to the Lightning. Why? Well, because the Bruins have five of uh, their defensemen out, like four of them are starters. McAvoy, or like Grizzlick was out for a while too, so McAvoy had to play line one power play, line one penalty kill, carry the entire defense pretty much. And the thing is, the Bruins, they were my cold team last week, not because they couldn't score, or sorry, not because they couldn't defend, it was because they couldn't score. They're playing phenomenal defensively. They're, they keep losing 1-0, 2-0. They just can't score. McAvoy, he is getting on the scoreboard a bit, and, but really him playing defense is just phenomenal. He's playing everywhere, all over the ice. It's like there's three of him out there every single time he touches the ice. I just think he's playing phenomenal. That's why I have him winning the Norris. Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from with McVoy, and I also think he's an amazing player. But I think I just have to go with, like, I think Hedman barely inches him out over as a more valuable for over the whole league. Yes, McAvoy's been, like, a better part of Boston than Hedman's been at Tampa, but I think Hedman's going to easily, well, not, not easily, he's going to narrowly edge him out. But if I had to pick a second, it would be McAvoy. Yeah, and now we're going to move on to the Vesna Trophy. I have Andre Vasilevsky uh, speaking of... Tampa's terrific defense with Victor Hedman from you. Uh, I think a lot of that's also Andre Vasilevsky. He's just playing extraordinarily well. I think he's this year so far, I mean, he's this year's best goaltender. He has great stats. He has great numbers. If you even look at the advanced analytics, he has great advanced analytics too. Like, he's just playing everywhere. When he's on the ice, they're winning. And, yeah. Yeah. Vasilevsky has definitely been a great goalie this year. But I think for this for the Vesna Trophy, I think I'm going to go with Mark Andre Fleury in his com like in his comeback season or barely a comeback season he needs to prove to himself again and again and he's really shown up here he he all he has 39 goals allowed over the course of the season with four shutouts he's been playing phenomenally I wouldn't say he's carrying Vegas but he he's definitely their, their best player by far extremely valuable and he's been like across the league he's been a dominant force to be reckoned with yeah uh yeah he had a lot to prove this year you know, coming off of a, a shaky playoff run, get kind of get replaced by Leonard. Uh, Leonard, everyone kind of wanted Flurry gone because of his big contract, but yeah, I mean, just having him in there, Leonard goes down. Flurry playing extraordinarily well. We're gonna move on to the Hart Trophy. I have Patrick Kane. He's pretty much single-handedly willing the Hawks into the playoffs. Right now, they're in a playoff spot. The Hawks are just playing really, really well, and a big part of that is Patrick Kane especially with um, uh, Kirby Doc out and not a real starting goalie. Patrick Kane just playing phenomenally and kind of willing this team into the playoffs himself. Yeah, Patrick Kane definitely has been a strong force, but I think a little – but I think I'm going to go with the numbers here. I'm going to go with Connor McDavid. He is tied for first place in the NHL with 21 goals. He's in first place in the NHL in assists with 39, and he is first place in the NHL in, in points 
with 60 points. How many like how many games played has it been? Like like every team has played roughly 30-ish. He has 60 points. This is insane. And also, like, he's Connor McDavid. Like, enough said. Yeah. I mean, how could you not pick him? It's McDavid. Yeah. 